0: Okay.
1: Well, hello, everybody out there. This is Pastor Iris, Radio TCR, and glad to be back on the air again. My goodness, where, where does the time go? I mean, it's just like yesterday I was saying the same thing. But here we are, and I'm your host again today, and we're out and about. Um, I'm not going to tell you where just yet, but we are out and about. And it's a bit closer to home. But I was just thinking about all the wonderful things that the Lord does and has done, especially for me. And I know he does for other people as well. And this is like a cry from the heart. And and I just want to to read this this little thing to you. And it comes from Psalm 61, verse 12. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That's a very, very important statement. I never really understood it until I got later in life, and then I did. My goodness, what a, what a high rock God sets himself upon. And then we need to reach that pinnacle. Moses is the first person recorded in the Bible to call God the rock or a rock. And after leading the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness, the time comes for him to say farewell. And he reminds them of all God has done for them in delivering them from Egypt. And then he sings a song of praise. And that includes the words For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. A God of truth and without injustice, good and righteous and upright is he. Deuteronomy 32, verses 2 to 4, that's taken from. Another reference to God as a rock is in 1 Samuel 2, verse 2. After many years of longing and in answer to prayer, God had blessed Hannah with a son, and she too sees that God Mm -hmm. is a rock. No one is holy like the Lord, she says, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Here in Psalm 61, we find David praying words that have become part of the living word of God that speak encouragement and hope to all of us. Many times in my life, I've found, or I've made moments in my heart uh, when it has been just overwhelmed and when David Um, In a place of security and hope as well, in the promises that in the time of trouble, do you remember when David was in trouble, in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me, he shall set me high upon a rock. Psalm 27, verse 5, praise God, that's written in there. Well, today in Christ, we have a sure, firm and eternal foundation. Isaiah prophesied that there would be a day when a man will be as a hiding place from the wind Mm. Mm. and a cover from the tempest as rivers of water in a dry place as a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. That's Isaiah 32, verse 2. Praise God again. The man that Isaiah spoke of is none other than Christ, for he is the rock of our salvation. Our lives are not built on sinking sand, but on the rock of his word. Well, in Christ, then, your heart is overwhelmed. When your heart is overwhelmed, you can say, I don't know. You know, I always find this a very emotional, a very emotional piece because it brings back so much memories to me. So yeah. Let's try that one again. I have a rock that is higher than anything else. And it's Jesus. And all I would say is may may the peace of God rule in your hearts. Because as we stand together through this present COVID situation. Our testimony will be, as was David's, for you, I have been a shelter unto me. Or you have been a shelter unto me and a strong tower for my enemy. Psalm 61, verse 3. And, you know, you can be blessed as you use that word of God. Now, I just want to very quickly run through something else. Because if you can't remember all those different scriptures, here's one Psalm that sums it all up. Psalm 91, and it's it's entitled Safe and Secure. And I'm taking this from the the, um, Passion Version. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night nor have to fear the spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, but they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you whenever you go defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you. And keep you stumbling, keep you from stumbling, I'm talking about the angels there. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Now, Psalm 91, be your guide. I've got a young lady in the in this virtual studio with me today. And her name is Pastor Marcia Daniels. Hello, Marcia, how are you doing? I am very well. Thank you, Pastor Iris. It's really nice to meet you at last. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And we were talking earlier on, you, you like to deal with with younger people youths and children and which age group is mainly where you where you slide into?
0: Well to be fair um, I like to work with children more... they have from the ages of about maybe 15 going um and It's just an amazing thing to have people at that mind, at that age with a mindset that they think of different things about their lives and how they look at themselves. So they need guidance, and because ultimately the decisions they make during that time have an impact for the rest of their lives. I lost a little bit of it there. We had a
1: little bit of a signal hitch. What ages of children Mm. do you
0: say? Okay, I said from the ages of uh, about 15 going up, so okay. from teenagers, until they get to about maybe in the early 20s. That's good, that's good. Because mm, I think from that age is when their eyes are open to try and make decisions about what they want to do with their lives, and they start exploring different things. And at that point ultimately they'll be having um, you know, questions and things thrown at them and the decisions that they make will probably be ones that will affect the rest of their lives from that age um, and it's always good that they have good guidance on how they should live their lives really. Yeah I think that's really important um, and I mm-hmm. think a
1: good grounding in the word is, is so important because life yes has its own ups and downs, and we can't, yeah. we, we try to walk on that, that narrow path, but it's, it's, right. it's the path of life that widens it. it that's just another mm. thing. But I think if we've got that grounding, Marcia, the Lord keeps us on it, a little bit rocky at times, yes. but he keeps us on it and he'll make a diversion and then he'll be there to move, move the whole thing on and bring it around to his plan in everybody's lives. That's what I have found. But uh, you, you, have, you had a very interesting conversation with me earlier about, about how, how you want to, to progress as well. You know, like, yes,
0: um, of course, um, being able to minister the word of God and you know the gospel to different people uh, of different backgrounds, different ethnicities, what I find, uh, m- more fulfilling is being able to make a difference in somebody's life. So, when you're being used as a tool or a vessel to reach out to someone and be able to minister to them, um, depending on where they are based on their life situations, when they come to a good place, you know, which is grounded in the word, and you've made that one difference, is so fulfilling. So any platforms that we could use possibly, like a radio station or television platform, internet, to reach out to many people and teach them about God and teach them about how they can use the word of God for themselves on a daily basis to change their lives and change the lives of those around them. We then can work on having better communities that are founded on the word of God. So that for me is very fulfilling. So if there's any opportunity for project work to facilitate that, I'm always, you know, looking forward to things like that.
1: And I understand you come from quite a remarkable church that
0: you're attached to. Oh, yes. About that. Okay, so the Good News Church, uh, the Spirit Embassy Church that we call right now, we have over 150 branches worldwide. Wow. And we, and we go... <laughs> from remote places, um, from places that you may, I can just name from the top of my head, like Fiji, uh, Czech, the Slovak, Um, we've got places in Angola, Namibia, Africa, we've got China, we've got, you know, Asia, we've got Australia, we've got USA, you know, some big cities that you may know of, as well as based here in the UK being the headquarters, there's, there's quite a lot of places, some places that are quite remote. And the word has been spreading, the good news has been going out. We have broadcasts um, on television as well now, especially with this uh, global uh, pandemic that the world is facing. We are reaching out more souls. And we also have our channel on Sky TV, which is channel 596. So, It is quite a remarkable ministry um, in terms of the life-changing testimonies that we have, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, and it is all spearheaded by our man of God, our visionary, our prophet, uh, Prophet Hubert Angel and Prophetess Beverly Angel. They started this ministry and they're also part of the um, Hubert Angel Foundation, which at the moment we've got footage of the amount of work and charity that is being carried out in places like in Africa where people have uh, less uh, fortune in terms of food, uh, supplies. Um, It's been going out ever since the global pandemic came in, the COVID. We started this in the month of March and I think we've done up until about the 75th uh, Sunday of giving Mm -hmm. in enormous numbers. And All of these has some of the footage has been recorded and we do share some of the videos because we have amazing partners who are on the platform spearheading this. It's not just about, you know, giving people the word of God. Um, They are also in less fortunate places where they don't have food or facilities and they need to know that God loves them and God looks out for them. So giving is also an arm of where the charity works happen, you know, old women, widows, children, you know, that may be orphans. Um, And so many people's testimonies come alive. I can tell you of one of the great testimonies that happened during this time of our COVID time. We've had one lady who was in our church and she's from Fiji. Uh, She came into the ministry and she literally had no fallopian tubes. But if I tell you today that she has a beautiful baby girl, you would think, wow, is this something made up? But these are real life testimonies. We've seen people being healed from cancers of the skin, cancers of the blood, cancers of the uterus. You know, a lot of things have taken place. And these are live footages, people that are real, that we have seen, that we have touched As the word of god says that which we have touched that which we have handled that which we have seen with our own eyes so it's amazing and we keep pushing the word of god we keep spearheading and bringing it to life you know making a difference making an impact that's why it's based on the good news where people think this is too good to be true but this is our lord jesus he is good and everything about him is good so we should live in good health in good prosperity um you know so that we can help others there's no use having so much to yourself that you can't make an impact in someone else's life yeah the reason why you need to have it is so that you can give arms you know um which is good i always liken it to the book where Cornelius, the Roman centurion, had somebody come to him because he was a man who used to give alms, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, He had somebody sent to him, an angel of the Lord, somebody said, you know, he was given the word that by whatever this man says, you will be saved. You know, he was not necessarily a Christian, but because of his giving, you know, God recognized that this person is someone who gives and I need such people. So that is part of who we are. And um, many testimonies happen every single time, every single broadcast that we have. People always say, you know, I thank God for this word. I thank God for this healing. I thank God that I've given my life to Christ. Families get reunited. Uh, people that would have suffered from magnitudes of different types of diseases give testimonies. Others give breakthrough testimonies about how they struggled in their businesses or you know in their family lives but they had the word of God ministered to them and the prophetic word came over their lives and they acted upon it and it happened it manifested so yes we are quite a big church and we thank God for that (laughs) and I thank God for even being part of the body of Christ which is so important at this point in time Mm -hmm. so we want to reach the good news of the world to as many people as possible.
1: As quickly as possible.
0: As quickly as possible, because we do know about the end times that we are in. We do know about the rapture, you know, and Jesus said, do business until I come, you know, what business do we need to do? We need to take, occupy, take and overcome everything. So when we are occupying, we are building people, we are building nations, you know, for for the kingdom of God. So we are trying to facilitate all these different platforms where so many that are saved can come to enjoy the goodness of God. A life of no sickness and disease, you know, a life of no lack, you know, that kind of life, which can only be found in Christ because everything else in the world is temporary, but a solid rock foundation, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, is what we need. So yeah. We are really, really out there to bring many to know the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Yes. Absolutely wonderful.
0: Mm.
1: So with 150 churches, how many countries are, are you actually in? Do you
0: know? I would have to look at the actual stats, to be honest, because what has happened over this period of the pandemic and when the church went online, it seemed we got more little branches coming in like countries like Dubai you know um, we've got Belgium now obviously we've got France we've got Germany these are the international branches that I can think about and then of course in the Americas uh, before prior to that we started off with just New York now we've got Boston we've got a few other places so in Australia we've got Australia we've got um, Australasia what we call Australasia we have so many people in New Zealand as well we've had conferences there Uh, we've had conferences in as far as Sri Lanka so those have been massive conferences where we've had um, you know people come out to see and hear the word of God um, and it's been amazing it's been phenomenal so we have grown quite tremendously in this time because I think a lot of people had a lot of questions about what is happening in the end times you know um, and they needed answers, basically.
1: I, I think myself, uh, people, even Christians—I'm talking about Christians—are are really sort of finding their feet now. Yes, God has taken. Well, actually, somebody this would sum it up. Somebody sent me a, a little gif, you know, a little one of these funny little um, things on the you know, a little on, on your phone, makes mm-hmm. your or whatever. And it's, Satan was saying to Jesus. Huh. I took, I closed all your, your churches with COVID-19. Mm. And Jesus said, no, you didn't. He said, I open one in every home. Amen. And I really think that people drew, looked for God then in their own, even mm. in their own home that were non-Christian or on the verge of, or, or had questions of, or didn't like the church. And when we, when you, what brought us here to Kent after living in the West Country for about 30 years, which Mm -hmm. is seven. I didn't want to come to to Margate area. No, No, I'd left that 30 years beforehand. I knew what Margate was. I didn't want to come back, Mm. and and yet God, it it was just so quick. You know, the the events that happened all happened in six weeks, you know, and that was it. Mm. but I, I, you know, I, I discovered so so much more that that sort of being involved. And when I my message, I had this little message which I would tell everybody, and it took me on a little route for nine months to preach in somebody's um, just once a month in somebody's networking morning, and it would be the same message because that's what God told me to say. And I was standing knee to knee, Marcia, with these African pastors because the place Mm -hmm. was quite small. And I said, God, if I say this, they're going to lynch me. (laughs) They can reach me. (laughs) And uh, he said, Just say what I told you to say. So I did. Mm -hmm. I said, You know, I said, You call yourself leaders, but you're not leaders. And he went, Oh, oh. Oh, and they got really, you know, and I said, I told you, I told you, you know, know, and uh, I got the courage to go on again. And I said, because you are servants of God. And if you turn to back into Revelation on the first page, it is written to the servants of God. Mm. Do you know, she's right. I had all these friends all of a sudden, you know, and I, I was really nervous at having to bring that message. But it was the the African nations that accepted that teaching and the rest of it. My own church that we we moved here to just then, um, six and a half, nearly seven years next month. You know, I I said, you know, the the Lord is saying this. If the pastors don't listen, the first are going to be last, and the last are going to be first, because Mm. God is in the process now of wanting to come to church and stay in it. Mm. And, and if you if you don't listen and change some things, those that have sat in the pews for a very long time, God is going to do something with them. So one, one thing led to another, and oh, you know, it you know, wasn't really a big deal. But, you know, I knew in my heart that God had said it, and, and what he then started to do, once I'd spoken that out, was he started to network me with people outside the church. Mm. And I found that the place that we had moved to, I had sold number 19 in this little village, and we'd moved to number seven. So I knew the village. What I didn't know is that my old pastor and his wife were at the bottom of the road at the first house, so as gatekeepers virtually. To wow. the village. And and then people that had come to our church in Devon to preach, I found Rony down the road in Folkestone, two of them. And and you know, and my old pastor and that and and, and the whole the whole network. There are people in there that I had met at some point in my life. And that God had kept us in the middle. and um, and I found that he was pulling them. We didn't leave churches, just as pulling us to do something else. Right. And we all had a similar message. We didn't know what, but we knew what God was saying, but we didn't know mm. what or how. And, uh, and, and that's how it just began. And, and that this new move of God, this new awakening before COVID, um, was one of those moves... With, with God doing just that and awakening pe- people. Because he, the one thing that he said on that, Marcia, was that many pastors have spoiled his people. They, he mm. used the word, many pastors have suppressed my people into oppression. Mm. the words. And, um, yeah, and he wasn't happy about that. And, and used the church for business, big business. He wasn't happy about that either mm. and, and that sort of takes you back to the money changes when Jesus threw them out of the church and it was quite violent with them and um, so all of these different points you know and everybody had had this similar message or understanding that I have met since and so God and what he what happened is that people's aims ambitions their desires maybe wanting to preach the gospel or do missionary work or whatever have been squashed and they've been sat there and fed and sat there and fed and sat there and fed fed until they have just given up you know just Mm. about it's too late now
0: those are Mm. the people that god is now using and i'm one of them Mm. you know so i think it's um it's very right and profound to understand you know the mandate of being a born-again person when you're saying that it's not only the responsibilities of the pastors or the preachers right. uh to go out because the bible clearly says that go ye into the world and preach the gospel
1: yeah
0: and the church is a is a place where we go to have fed in our spirits um because we have automatically under some sort of leadership in that in that way we are being pastored we are being trained we're being equipped we're being trained on how to go ye into the world because in the same way you come into church you get fed your spirit man is fed you then need to go out into the world and use what you've learned to minister the word of god to someone else that's right which is what should be um, you know the, the way things are done because it is for the, the church is for the equipping of the saints, as the Bible does say. Right. And it's, it's not for us to come in and just sit and warm up the chairs and listen to what the man or woman of God is saying. We are also, in turn, have a responsibility to go out. So, you know, we get the discipleship, you know, we get trained in mm-hmm. uh, and, and how to know certain things, how to answer certain questions using the word of God which I find a lot of people, when you talk about evangelism, they think, oh no, it's only for the pastor to do, but it's clearly not just for the pastors. Right. And they it, forget it's... to
1: preach it, most of them. Not all of them,
0: yes. the mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just something so simple. Like if you know something that's so good and that's helped you so much in your life, why wouldn't you want to share it with somebody else? see that that's just the way you have to think about it that's right that this is good news that you know like we say in the good news church the you it's too good to be true you know that jesus says come as you are and the bible says they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one christ jesus if you tell somebody that that's in the book of galatians you can reign in life they'll be like what are you talking about you know that is good news Yes. Especially in this time that we are in, um, it is our responsibility as Christians. Uh, those that are, you know, in places of authority or higher rankings in the body of Christ, that's fine. But it's everyone's responsibility to do that. Yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. So yes,
0: I would I would agree with that because it changes the life. Um, we are to disciple nations and bring them to know the love of God, and yeah. And thank God we have these platforms. (laughs) That's
1: right, absolutely. And God Mm. is is using them well,
0: isn't he? Yeah, we we have to because, you know, the Bible says, you know, the God of this world has blinded many. You know, Satan might want to try and take the airways, Mm. uh, as you were saying earlier about the music. But the music, you know, should come back to the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what genre it is, but if it's used for... Christ you know the words what people are actually saying what they mean you know because as the bible says as a man thinketh so is he it is important and very essential to understand what are you listening to because in the end it drives what you think and what you perceive yeah so if you are listening to something that is edifying you it doesn't matter how it may sound in terms of the genre but it's the words you see because we cannot live by bread alone but by the word that proceeds from the master that's what the bible says so we need that word in that music and that's if it true. means we have to make it exciting for the youth to hear it so be it as long as they're hearing the word of god <laughs> right. Right. That's, yeah. very,
1: that's very true Mm. And I think I think the use of well, obviously, you know, the dunamis power of God is going mm. to come from babes. Mm. You know, God is just he, he. I mean, right at the very beginning, He talks about, "Suffer not the little children to come to Me." Of course, just allow it. Mm. Those they are so open and they're so trusting. Yes, they are almost gullible. Is it it's almost so gullible? Yeah. Thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Speak out the things that they
0: yeah mm. and they have the most faith you know like if you tell your child um don't worry um you know you, you never have to explain to them that oh you, you you know in our society like I'll use an example your child automatically knows mum and dad are going to provide for me to go to school tomorrow yeah. they're going to provide yeah. a meal for me they don't need to work out how how that's going to happen they just know it's going to happen So when we need to have that childlike faith that understands when God says something, that's his word and he cannot go above his word. So whatever his word is, it settles it. So that's where we need to have the faith in God and understand that when he has released his word, then that's what we need to understand you don't need to convince your, your daughter or your son or, you know, someone that, oh, yes, um, you need to understand that there will be a plate of food tomorrow or there will be a plate of food for dinner. They know that, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. And they look at you and they, they just know somehow you're just going to do it. <laughs> they have faith in you that you're going to do it. <laughs> they fun. don't know what goes on behind the scene. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When it comes to food,
1: you eat. When mm-hmm. you're hungry, you don't even think about it, do
0: you? No, you don't.
1: But it's a big part of life that it's a, it's a good lesson, that one.
0: Yeah, but, it is,
1: yeah.
0: definitely. Yeah, well, oh wow. Well. It's been really good to have this platform, uh, Pastor Iris, and I thank you so much for you know the work that you're doing and continuing to reach out to many people and providing such a platform for the voice to be heard, for the word of God to be heard more, you know, effectively in different places, especially remote places that we could otherwise never travel. Um, um, So I I really thank God for that. And I thank God that you will also be, you know, sharing our Good News Daily devotional that helps people to say a word each day. Yeah, because sometimes They may not know exactly how to pray or what to say when they're facing a situation, but if the word is there and you can hear it, you can speak it or you can read it, it's a great tool. So I thank you so much.
1: It's it's so important, Marcia. It's a a lovely, lovely ministry that you have because, and it's short and sweet, you know, people haven't, even, even with COVID keeping people home, they haven't got sort of, all day just to sit and listen to radio programs. No, but absolutely. More people are actually listening now mm. because of COVID. Having said exactly, up. but mm. but but you know, when when you look at the whole thing, most people have only can only take so much, and the rest yes. is on, but they're not hearing it. No, and I think something like that devotional it really goes in. Yes. It stays. Yes.
0: It's that attention span time, isn't it, before your mind starts wandering off <laughs> and going somewhere else? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's very true.
0: Mm.
1: It's not because we are not diligent in seeking God, it's just, just mm. the way we're created.
0: Yes. yes.
1: The mind stops absorbing.
0: Absolutely. That's right.
1: It happens at university yeah, wow. in every learning, so they don't yes. really preach for about 25 30 minutes. <laughs> One of these preachers is preaching for two hours, you're going, and he goes, it was really good, and oh, what did he say? Um, can't actually remember. Can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's been lovely to okay. talk to you. Uh, lovely. Uh, stay there for a moment. I'll be right back after we we'll really say said bye-bye to everybody out there. Okay. And All right. we, didn't tell them, we didn't tell them what part of, of the country we're in, so mm-hmm. I, I gather
0: you're in, is it Windsor? Yes, I'm in Windsor, yes. Okay, that's where it's the, the church UK Newst church is, in Windsor. Um, it's, I'm in Windsor, uh, but we have the main head office, obviously, is in, in London, and we also have our branch headquarters um, in Newark. So, yes, oh. it's in the UK. Yeah. Um, where, is, where is the television broadcast from? The broadcast is from Newark. Oh,
1: from Newark?
0: Yes. Okay, that's brilliant. We have studios there. Um, and we are wow. going to be actually, the one of the good news for our year, um, we're having a studio that will start broadcasting from Greece, as well as one from um, Israel. Wow, that's good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's part of the plan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we have yeah.
1: sometimes had Israel listening in. Yes. Yeah, so right.
0: we're going to have that uh, platform as well.
1: Yeah, brilliant. And I think you mm. so CEO. Yes. What are you CEO of?
0: Well, the whole ministry. <laughs> <laughs> it is very, um, it was something that came up on me when we started off with the Good News Daily project. Um, it wasn't just about distributing the good news to, you know, government bodies or to communities or places, but it's about organizing and structuring everything that is taking place in our ministry. I have the executive CEO who's above me as well, but um, we are very much involved in what is taking place with the branch growth, the strategic soul winning planning, the events coordinating, uh, what is happening, especially now, everything has changed. This is why, obviously, you've You've heard me coming to you because we want to use all platforms, as many as we can to reach out the good news to many countries, to many nations, to all four corners of the earth. So that is one of the things I solely work on on a daily to day basis. Okay. So who
1: who heads up the ministry then?
0: The heads up of the ministry, we have a vice president and we also have who we call the president of the ministry um you know we have the vice president he's one of the pastors pastor young he's based in america at the moment as we speak um in boston and also we have our executive uh, ceo who is in zambia at the moment she also sits in the office in the uk at times and then of course our presidents who are the founders of the ministry for so many years now with the global vision to go out with this mandate to preach the good news to the world. Um, We have had so much growth in this lockdown, which has had been remarkable. Uh, We've done exceptionally well. Do you know that? Yes. So, of course we started off on 76 branches (laughs) in this year, and we've gone to 150. Yeah, that's a lot. Just in this year. (laughs) <laughs> yes so our vice president who is the man of god we call our prophet Hubert angel and prophetess beverly angel um, they are founders of this ministry and they are i tell you phenomenal in the work that they do sometimes i think to myself i they may have more than 24 hours in their day <laughs> because i don't understand how they manage to get everything done and to drive this 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 vision um, Because if you talk about going as far as Africa, you know, doing charity work, if you talk about preaching and ministering to thousands, and, you know, at one stage we had conferences with more than 5,000 people in one place and them touching everyone's life, it's just been phenomenal. It's been fantastic. You know, their role model in all that they do. Uh, they're not just leaders who, you know, tell you to do things, but their lives are an example. Yeah. They lead by example. They show you the way, and they show you exactly how they are working, what they are doing. If we're praying at midnight, if we're having a broadcast, even this Wednesday mid mid midweek service we're having a broadcast. If it's a Friday, if it's a Sunday, you know, they're constantly teaching us the word, showing us which way to go, making an impact. Yeah. And it was so amazing because just last week, um, they showed us a little video clip of where the ministry started back in, Ma- in Manchester, in Ashton-Underline.
1: Really? It was
0: only a small community. And to be fair, they only had seven members. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. I got to like <laughs> Seven
0: members. <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> okay. And now we are reaching <laughs> so many people that it's it's phenomenal. I mean, if you think about the countries that we are in and our database that is more than 2 million people, it's crazy. Your, your database um, is more than 2 our million. Our d- database itself and people that are viewing the broadcasts, yeah, people that are coming in from different nations, that is, you know, something... Us on top. I know. You think... In London, in the head office, uh, we were, just before the lockdown, we were having an overflow. We were getting up to almost 2,000, 3,000 people coming for a service. Gosh. So we were going into overflows. (laughs) And of course, the pandemic came and, uh, you know, we couldn't always come in and conglomerate like we normally would. But just imagine that from having a small branch of seven members. Yeah to having so many people around the world wow if you talk about south africa we are there if you talk about new zealand we are there if you talk about you know the, the america we are there if you talk about china we are there <laughs> if you talk about dubai we are there <laughs> so it's it's absolutely amazing and to see so many people turn their lives to christ is just incredible that's right i think it's the biggest miracle you could ever have uh, people from different backgrounds, different religions, you know, just this last week we had people that were Muslim, you know, Hindu background. They they like we want to taste and see what this God of yours can do, you know. And those are the things that we we, we encounter every time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely mind-blowing, isn't it? Because we did a, a census have to you know. smile because you know it's even okay. bigger than I knew it would be big, but it's even bigger than I thought. I oh, thought, God, I know it's gonna be bigger. oh yes, it
0: is very big. <laughs> it is absolutely very big. And we've grown a lot in this year during the pandemic as well. I mean, we were having tremendous growth before that. Yes, but I think with this going only global, we've managed to obviously have more people log in and watch our services. Yes, because yes. we have stats on demographics and how many people we are reaching on our television, because we do those reports as well. Yeah, and we look at those and see the reach. Be it they tune in through Facebook, uh, they tune in through um, you know YouTube, they tune in on our actual Sky TV, yeah. and we've also got Miracle TV in Africa. What they call another different platform, um, and as well as we've got our own social media platform, which is more or less. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to say it's like Facebook, but I think it's better, or better than Instagram, it because be. it's called. Yeah, it's Atomgram, and we have, you know, Atomgram. loads of people on there. Absolutely, um, they share the word. It's a social network that are is used purely for clean christian materials yes you know if you don't have that um exposure like you would have on instagram where everyone posts different things yeah. but this one is clearly you know for the word of god yeah. as christians which is amazing yeah, totally that. yeah because sooner or later i mean i don't know how you see it but with the way things are going there's some video footages about you talking about Jesus Christ on Facebook or Instagram get blocked easily by the owners yeah but if you have your own platform then you you know you're not in that sort of way disadvantaged because then you have a reach of people you can actually minister the word of God to that's right and they've got clean content to watch and learn clean content to read so yeah it's absolutely amazing
1: oh wow i'm glad i met you <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 refreshing i tell you refreshing wow oh, that's amazing oh wonderful good well i suppose we've got to say bye-bye to all the people out there and yes
0: next time i'm sure you'll be back marcia we will talk again of course i will thank you so much again pastor iris it's been a pleasure to be on here with you
1: you're so, <laughs> welcome you're so welcome